Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. I've been doing some advanced mathematics, at least for me advanced, so advanced that let's call this a Dobbs calculated estimate. And with that qualifier, I'm pleased to report to you that there are 113 days till Election Day. Think about that. Less than a third of a year remaining until our midterm elections. And with those elections will come greater clarity for all of us. For one thing, we'll find out if the left is still rigging elections and whether the outcome of the November 8th election will be, as the polls now suggest, a landslide for the Republicans, and the worst drubbing of the Marxist Dems in the modern American political history. The worst president, perhaps ever, is on the ticket. President Biden put himself there, not merely with his ineptitude, his outright lies, his refusal to hold news conferences, his Afghanistan disaster and historic humiliation— his embarrassing slaughter of the English language time after time, his incoherent mutterings and word salad digressions. No, President Biden put himself on the ballot with his anti-American agenda and policies, his indifference to the pain of tens of millions of Americans, pain caused by the highest inflation rate in four decades his efforts to destroy the petrochemical industry to attack parents and their children, to force on America and Americans millions of illegal aliens, to force our schools to distort history and biology and to push evil lies on our students. President Biden put himself on that ticket this November because he's a radical Democrat, doing the bidding of Marxist dim puppet masters intent on the destruction of this country and all it stands for. Because he is unfit to hold the presidency, he is impaired and an incalculable risk to our national security and the American way of life. And poll after poll shows the American people have awakened to just who he is, what he is, and what he intends. Almost 8 in 10 Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Only 8 of Biden's own party want him to run for re-election. Hispanics, blacks, and women are turning to the Republican Party, and young voters are less than enthusiastic about Biden. 94% of Democrat primary voters under the age of 29 want the Dems to nominate someone other than Biden to run in 2024. Almost everyone in America, according to the latest polling, are woke now, awoke, awakened to the insanity that has gripped the Democrat Party and the madness of Joe Biden's White House. The New York Post reporting that Hunter met with his father, either at the White House or the vice presidential residence, 30 times from 2008 to 2016. 
And in at least 21 of those meetings, Hunter's business partner, Eric Swerwin, was an invitee as well. And of course, we're all waiting to see if there are any developments in what is now the four-year-long federal investigation of Hunter. What are the odds there will be a development before the midterm elections? Not likely. We're talking the Bidens and the D.C. swamp, aren't we? So it's not likely at all, at least in my opinion. Let's bring in now the terrific journalist who's been on the Biden laptop story from the beginning. Broken more stories, and she wrote the best-selling book, The Laptop from Hell. Our guest today is the outstanding New York Post star columnist, the great Miranda Devine. It's great to have you with us. Let's, let's start with President Biden going soft on China. The man's truly compromised in almost every imaginable direction, isn't he? Thank you, Lou Dobbs. I love being on your show. Um, yes, he is. Um, or at least, you know, there is overwhelming evidence to suggest he is. Uh, and it's up to him to dispel our doubts and our suspicions. And up till now, uh, all that Joe Biden does is enhance our suspicions by going soft on China, by refusing to engage on any of the questions that uh, the media has for him about his involvement in his son and his brother's overseas business dealings, particularly with China. And uh, the White House just keeps stonewalling and ignoring the story, calling uh, Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop the alleged laptop, saying they're not going to uh, talk about it. But this isn't about a laptop and it's not even about Hunter Biden. It is about the president of the United States and it's about America's national security. What does China have on him for the tens of millions of dollars that they gave his family? Well, it's it's a it's a great question. And a lot of answers apparently are, are being found. Uh, we are hearing stories now that the, the folks on uh, 4chan managed to get into Hunter Biden's cloud. Uh, this could even be uh, <laughs> a richer vein to follow uh, than the, 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 the gift that keeps giving, the <laughs> laptop from hell, Hunter's laptop. Yeah, no, I, I'll just, they're not into the cloud because that is illegal. And uh, I really doubt very much that anyone has hacked into Hunter Biden's cloud. It, it would be, um, I'm sure that as soon as his father became president and then the, the security people would have made sure that the password was protected. And anyway, it is illegal. So I don't think that's being done. What this 4chan drop is, is the um, iPhone backup that is on the laptop that was encrypted uh, and therefore, we were, uh, I mean, we could have because we know the password, but we were advised legally not to access it. Um, but others have taken the risk and have done that. And uh, Marco Polo being um, this sort of research uh, outfit, a guy called Garrett Ziegler, has been doing really very detailed forensic work. And he has a report coming out into the laptop, um, which has, will pretty much answer everyone's questions. He already accessed that iPhone back up about a month ago, and he's been selectively leaking bits of it to us, to the Daily Mail, uh, and to the Sun newspaper. And that's where you saw, um, for instance, the voicemail from Joe Biden, uh, leaving a voicemail in 2018 for Hunter, expressing relief that a New York Times article, which was about one of their Chinese partners, had basically barely mentioned Hunter and Uncle Jim and didn't mention Joe. So um, so that was a, a piece of gold, which also shows 
uh, you know, the world, I guess, that Joe Biden was lying when he said he knew nothing about his son Hunter's business dealings. He said to Hunter on that voicemail, I think you're clear. So, and it's relief because that, that, that Chinese company that the New York Times was writing about back in 2018, CEFC, was the one that Joe Biden was supposed to get a cut of the deal on, 10% for the big guy. So he was involved up, up to his neck. And, uh, look, you know, there may be nothing too nefarious in this, but he needs to be open and sit down for an interview, uh, in good faith and answer all the questions that we, or it doesn't have to be us, somebody else asks him about his involvement in Hunter and Jim Biden's business deals with China, with Russia, with Kazakhstan, Romania, Ukraine. Um, you know, it, it is obvious corruption, whether or not it's illegal is another matter. But Joe Biden can't just leave these questions unanswered when there's just so much evidence coming out every day from the laptop from the iPhone backup, from the iPad backup. Um, it's just unsustainable for them to keep stonewalling. Yeah, and it's unacceptable, but here we are, four years of investigation yeah. uh, by a federal grand jury of Hunter Biden, and we've got nothing. We have a attorney general in 2020 declining to intervene in the elections, and he knew uh, all of the lies that are contained within the proof of the lies that are contained within that laptop uh, and the the lies perpetrated by 51 uh, of our <laughs> most esteemed yeah. intelligence officials who lied through their teeth by insinuation, declaring that it was Russian disinformation. I mean, this and, and no one wants to find out. No one will pursue those 51. No one will pursue the what was known. Uh, it, it's a, and I'm talking about journalistically, I'm not even talking about uh, prosecutorial uh, pursuit. We are at a point where, frankly, denial and uh, cover-up seems to be the most workable strategy of all in tough times like these, certainly for the Biden family. Look, Lou, you're so right. Uh, the latest cover-up comes from Janet Yellen in the Treasury Department. Um, uh, you know, there are 150 suspicious activity reports already that the Republicans that Chuck uh, Grasley and Ron Johnson have managed to get from the Treasury Department, which they're fully entitled to, um, which uh, show these suspicious transactions between um, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, the president's brother, uh, and various of their business partners and the Bank of China or Burisma or, um, you know, various Chinese companies that they were involved in. And these were flagged uh, by banks like JP Morgan Chase as being problematic because they could be either in one case, you know, they could be corruption, they could be uh, improper influence of a politically exposed person, which is how they describe Hunter Biden because of his father being vice president. Uh, or also there is uh, one suspicious activity report that I've seen reported on today uh, talking about sex trafficking uh, of some of these prostitutes that have come from Eastern Europe, particularly from Russia. And so um, these suspicious activity reports really allowed Grasley and Johnson in their excellent Senate investigation to uh, map out part of the money trail, follow the money that goes from China, Ukraine, Romania, Russia, into a Biden family and associate bank accounts in America. And, and we're talking about millions of dollars. And suddenly we find James Comer, who's the ranking member of the um, House Oversight Committee, 
He's uh, tried to get some more of these um, suspicious activity reports, SARS, and the Treasury Department has blocked him and said no, that uh, they can't access it unless they get the permission of the Democrats. Can you believe it? As if. So uh, that is that is the Treasury Department, Janet Yellen, um, specifically intervening in the lawful congressional oversight of these very serious matters. So that's the latest cover-up. But as you said, the 51, those former intelligence officials, what a disgrace they are. And, uh, you know, to think that many of them, most of them still have security clearances is appalling. And uh, the good news is that um, Donald Trump has now commissioned a lawyer to uh, start going after those 51. And his first port of call is that he's written letters to all their agencies, whether it be the CIA, the NSA, whatever intelligence outfit they were from, uh, and to uh, inquire whether these people got security clearance, which they are required to do for every time they make any utterance or write anything um, that has uh, draws on their previous security clearance and their knowledge of classified information to see if they asked for that clearance. Now, he knows they didn't because the turnaround time between us at the New York Post publishing our first story and that letter from the Dirty 51, I call them, uh, coming out uh, claiming it was Russian, had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, that was four days. That was not enough time for those agencies. It takes them months to give security you know, clearances. Let, let, let's go back to the chronology there. Now, my memory is it was middle of October. October 14, yeah, 2020, three weeks that, before the election. And then we had a, a compression of time. Uh, the second debate, which turned out to be the final debate, was the 19th, and I believe that's correct. That was five days they had to do a turnaround to get that shield for for Joe Biden in that debate. That's how quickly they had to work. Uh, I think that's pretty amazing, uh, that kind of a, a clock that was running, the urgency. And then as soon as the story is uh, is uh published by the post the hammer came down i i have to tell you we were all i can remember those those hours vividly because it was breathtaking to see the shutdown of that story uh it was as if a a black curtain fell around everything to do with it your memories of that Lou, it was really frightening. Uh, we knew that this was a, a you know, a high stakes story just before the election. Um, and we were girding our loins for, you know, attacks. And we knew that the New York Times and Washington Post would probably ignore it, uh, and produce our reporting. But what we weren't prepared for was the intervention of big tech. So heavy handed. I mean, they, they showed their claws. They showed their faces. You know, normally they're doing manipulation uh, behind the scenes, very shadowy. You can't really prove it. This was they had to do it so urgently that they showed themselves. And I think that shocked the country. Um, and the ramifications are still being felt. I think they did themselves great damage, but they obviously decided that it was worth it to save uh, Joe Biden, or really what they were doing was to destroy Donald Trump and make sure he didn't win the election. That was their existential cause. And so immediately you had Twitter and Facebook 
you know, Twitter cut, shut down our account for the next two weeks until a few days before the election. Uh, they would not allow us to disseminate the story like we normally do. Um, and, uh, and, you know, even people like Kayleigh McEnany, who tried to share the story in her direct messages privately with one other person, she got suspended for doing that. So they were really determined that that story would be strangled at birth. They did it. We, uh, um, from memory, we uh, kept. Normally, we put our stories out at the night before, like 10 p.m. Uh, we kept this until 5:30 a.m. on the 14th, and uh, within hours, I think three or four hours, that the the guns had come in and the the doors had shut. And uh, and and this was kind of um, a an interim fig leaf for the rest of the media not to cover the story because they 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 sort of thought, well, if you know, if Twitter and Facebook are saying this is hacked material or this needs to be fact-checked, then we're not going to touch it with a barge pole. This gives us an excuse not to. And that would have only lasted for, you know, for a week. Um, but because uh, I'm sure and I know that, that there was some people looking at it. CNN, though, Jeff Zucker instructed his news executives, do not follow up the New York Post right. story. This stuff is all old. We already know about it, which was a lie. And then, so the Dirty 51, John Brennan led the charge to create this of document, course. this lying document, and that arrived just in time, leaked to Politico, and that gave the ironclad fig leaf to the rest of the media. Now they could say, we are not going to be party to spreading Russian disinformation. Therefore, we can, in all good conscience, ignore the story. And, of course, that letter came just in time for Joe Biden to get up on the stage against Donald Trump in the debate. And Donald Trump, of course, uh, raises the laptop. He says, they're saying you're corrupt, Joe. And Joe Biden just turns it back on Donald Trump and says the intelligence community, not true, uh, has now declared this is Russian disinformation. You're the one who's corrupt. You're the one who's compromised by China. And, you know, he got away with it because the media was complicit. He got away with it in large measure, if not total, because of William Barr, the attorney general, who knew he was lying, knew the 51 were lying and knew the facts around Hunter Biden. And yet, because it had been in his possession uh, for almost a year, his possession, the possession of the Justice Department, uh, for that entire period, they knew exactly what was in it. And then for the Attorney General to make that decision not to intervene looks highly suspicious when you look at the coordination with the rest of the, if you will, deep state, permanent bureaucracy, Marxist, dim, Democrat party uh, complex, uh, because they acted as one. There was, I mean, that was suffocating. Uh, that moment, that spark took all of the oxygen uh, off, off the continent when it came to that story. Uh, and he, William Barr, had the opportunity to say no and I cannot imagine how he could rationalize not saying no. No, we no, have to, no, but, we, but he, we have he, to understand he, that these 51 people don't know the facts. Well, they, they never they never asked. We would have given them the laptop if they wanted to look at it or the, the hard drive we had. Um, they they had never the asked laptop. for it. They had well, it. Not, not the 51. No, they no, didn't I, have it. I, okay. No. 
they. I thought you yeah. said he. I, I apologize. No, no. The fifty-one did not. They did not inspect the laptop. They made their um, expert decision based on nothing except wishful thinking, uh, and because they blame Russia, Russia, Russia for everything. Um, but just to get back to Bill Barr, he did do something. He got John Ratcliffe to look into it and to make a statement, uh, which was ignored by the media. And John Ratcliffe said it was not Russian disinformation, that this is not true, that there's no evidence before the intelligence community to say that Russia had anything to do with the laptop. Now, that should have killed the letter from the 51 stone dead right then, but it didn't because uh, New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, the rest of them, they wanted to elevate the letter from the 51 because it suited their purposes to protect sure. Joe Biden and to ensure that their preferred candidate won the election and that their, their hated, loathsome, you know, villain Donald Trump lost. And we know that that had a material difference on the election because there was a poll done by the Media Research Centre after the election which showed that um, something like 60% of Joe Biden voters did not know about the laptop and uh, and then a, a good proportion of them, maybe 20%. 13%. Yeah. 13%, right. Um, uh, I've heard 17%, 13%, um, would have changed their vote if they had known about the corruption on that laptop. It would have changed and the outcome. It would have changed the outcome because, the you know, a handful of battleground states, it's a few thousand votes. That would have changed it. So uh, when you talk about a rigged election, the Democrats left nothing to chance. They had a dozen different ways that they were going to skew the playing field and if only one or two of them came off, they were going to yeah. score big. And the laptop was one of them. That was the October surprise that they were sort of preparing for. So I am sure that big tech, that they'd had meetings beforehand of how to um, deal with any kind of surprise like this that came up. So that's why they were able to act so quickly and so decisively. Uh, do you agree with President Trump that Bill Barr lied when he said he had uh, out of an investigation and knew that there was no problem with the election? No, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, nor do I. And I think he lied through his teeth. Uh, also, no, no, I don't he, think... had an, he had an obligation, in my opinion. He didn't. Uh, I, I, why in the world the U.S. Attorney General would turn to the NDI uh, and say, you know, we, I need you to voice something on this issue. The NDI doesn't have investigative uh, agencies working for him either. He would have to reach to the CIA, to any one of 17 intelligence agencies, for him to have an answer that would be empirical in basis. Uh, so I don't, I, I just find this whole thing suspicious. Uh, and it looks like a, a bar cover up of his cover up is what it looks like to me. Look, I, I, and I know that's a record. I disagree. I, I, no, just no, I, I know I it like makes you uncomfortable, talk. but it's that's, no, it's, that's I'm not uncomfortable with direct talk at all, Lou. I just I disagree with you about Bill Barr. I don't think he lied. I do not okay. think he lied. I think that he was in a terrible position. He asked his department to look into these allegations of fraud. And, you know, I love Rudy Giuliani, but unfortunately he was um, trying to grapple with too much there were, it was too much. They didn't do a good job. They went to the courts. They ha didn't have evidence and suffice oh. to um, to convince the courts. They literally had nothing. I mean, they had a lot of smoke. There was no fire. It's only now, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, 18 months later, 
um, that um, we, we've got some very good evidence coming out. I mean, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has just said that those drop boxes were illegal. Um, we had um, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's excellent movie, 2000 Mules, with that Absolutely. amazing geospatial location of um, those drop boxes. I mean, the drop boxes themselves were uh, just a travesty. Um, the abuse of mail-in ballots was a travesty. And where I criticise the Republican Party is that Donald Trump was sounding the alarm from the beginning of 2020. He was saying, and in fact, so was Bill Barr, saying that mail-in voting is, as everyone knows in the whole world, is susceptible to fraud. That's why France doesn't allow it. That's why Australia only has it for absentee ballot. You have to prove why you need it. Um, mail-in balloting has to be, you can't just send out bulk mail-in ballots. That's just inviting fraud. Ballot harvesting is inviting fraud. And, um, and so, but the problem is once the horse is out of the stable, it is impossible to put it back. And so I think that, you know, rather than dwelling on the, the, the myriad ways that the 2020 election was rigged, the Republicans need to do a lot better than they did in 2020 when they, they didn't even oh. appear at court when the Democrats sent their best lawyers to go and change election rules uh, under cover of the pandemic, the Republicans went missing. Where was, you know, where was the GOP? And they let down the American people. They let down Donald Trump. And I don't think it's fair after the fact to be blaming Bill Barr. I mean, I think it's the GOP apparatus. And Rona McDaniel, who oh, wait, was in wait, charge wait, wait, wait. then, is still in charge. No, so you said... You don't have any problem with direct talk, and you and you know I don't either. By the way, what I was talking about you being uncomfortable with is Bill Barr and his role in this, not yeah. direct talk. I I respect you highly, and you wouldn't be you and I wouldn't be talking <laughs> if you were even so much as uh, a little bit timid about direct talk. Uh, but here here's the here's the real deal. We were told by so many of these people, including by the way the Republicans that there's nothing irregular here. These anomalies that yeah. you witnessed on television live just didn't happen. I am asking for investigations at the time, in the moment. I'm asking for investigations. You and I agree. Bill Barr lied when he told Trump that he had had no basis whatsoever. No, uh, I don't agree. I don't agree. Oh, I thought I, you I, said I, that you did agree no, that he lied. No, no, I do not agree that Bill Barr lied. I think he's a man of integrity. Okay, so you, then we got to correct the record because I said to yeah. you, do you believe that he actually had an investigation done of that election? And you said you don't. That's, I understood you to say that you agreed that he, he did. He, 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 well, he did. He told the DOJ to look into the allegations. For instance, I think he said, I've read his book and from memory, he said that um, there were allegations of, um, you know, a, a, the suitcase allegation, for instance, uh -huh. and the truck allegation, you know, trucks coming in. Pennsylvania um, they in one and the other and the other in uh, in Georgia. Right. So so they looked into that and they found there was nothing untoward about either of those situations. Discrete allegations. They did investigate and every one of them turned out to be faulty. Now, I did think you ever see the report on that, by the way. On which one? The suitcase? Any of them. Did you ever see an FBI report on any of their investigations on no, any of that? No, no true. nor did I, nor did any no. other journalists in the country. 
but the problem is I think we're getting hung up by okay. um, by you know visuals like for instance people say things like uh, you know there's no way because um, Joe Biden never had anyone at his rallies and Donald Trump had lots of people there's no way that Joe Biden got 81 million votes you can't say something like that it's illogical it is possible for uh, Joe Biden to get 81 million votes if the Democrats as we see they did ballot harvested crazily and and made up ballots. if they right? cheated if they exactly cheated. of course so but but so also the discussion i mean you can't we can't have it both ways here veranda either they cheated or they did uh, either they had a rigged election or they didn't i'm not talking about illegality i'm not talking about uh, filing charges or restoring donald trump to the presidency but we have to look honestly and directly at what the hell happened and what happened is the republicans got outsmarted and most of the state yes. houses got outwitted and exactly. played for fools and suckers okay exactly whether it was zuckerberg money or whether it yes. is ballot harvesting uh, in georgia or wisconsin Exactly. But we don't need to go to these crazy stories about suitcases and uh, which took all the ox and about, you know, voting machines. And so I, I agree with you um, that the election was rigged in, you know, a dozen ways by the Democrats, whether it be drop boxes or, you know, ballot harvesting, uh, rigging the election rules, um, you know, unfettered mail-in voting, etc. Unfortunately, and the Zuckerberg bucks, you know, outrageous. Um, unfortunately, the the all the oxygen got taken in those early days by just wild theories that had no basis, and um, and you know they they were sort of dramatic. Whether it be you know Sidney Powell talking about Dominion voting machines and Chinese intervention and the Kraken is going to be released, which never was released, and some crazy guy on a pig farm in the Philippines somewhere, and, you know, just, and, and like, in the middle of the night, a ballot dump. None of that just ever bore any resemblance to reality. Can I, Whereas can I, there were, can I there interject were less, because I'm one of those yeah. people talking with Sidney Powell, talking right. with Rudy Giuliani. And people need to recall. But Giuliani was sensible. He didn't go down that crazy well, he, track. He, by the way. He said, I don't know anything about machines. And he just yeah, he just exactly. didn't talk about it. Yeah. But some of what he said uh, was true and some of it was uh, material. But it doesn't even matter now. Sidney no. Powell is the person who got uh, General Flynn uh, out of his legal mess. Uh, and, and she was brilliant. And yeah. she was brilliant. She had immense standing at that moment in time. She, yeah. she threw, I'll, I'll use a different expression than I was about to, she threw it in all away uh, because of, the, of her statements that couldn't be corroborated a uh, single one about those machines. But the fact is, these people had a right to say what they're saying, uh, and uh, you know they had every... You know, I, whatever the reason was, uh, whatever their motivation was, uh, it was it took them away. I think is your point. Took them away from the reality that was easily demonstrable. That is Zuckerberg money, uh, the ballot harvesting, and you know, p poor <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza is still going around trying to explain people to people geospatial uh, tracking. Uh, so it's. 
if all yeah, of it had been but, done in the moment, you know, history again might have been reversed. But it was very difficult. You see, you know, the, the geospatial tracking, the work that they did getting the security camera footage and matching it up sure. to the mules at the drop boxes. I mean, that is months and months of painstaking work. There just wasn't enough time between, the, you know, November 3 and January 20. And, um, you know, and, and good on the valiant people. Like, I think Rudy Giuliani is, a, you know, a hero, an American patriot for for going above and beyond to try and stand up some of these cases. But it was really a lost cause, I think. And I think the mistake was to keep it going beyond, you know, the Georgia, we should have just been concentrating on the Georgia Senate election. Um, and if if the Republicans had won those two seats, uh, the country would not be in as bad shape as it is now. So I think that a lot of mistakes were made. The January 6th, you know, capital riot, that's all it was, a couple of hours of riot, that was a tragedy. There are people still in jail who've done nothing wrong, have committed no violence. Um, the Democrats is political persecution. that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. That is political persecution on the part of the Marxist Dems who run the Democrats. Absolutely. Party. It uh, is. You know, and the fact and we that the Republicans the haven't done more to extricate them from that is, a, yes. is a, another tragedy. It is. That's right. And this is, again, it's Republican inaction. Republican inaction and stupidity uh, in early 2020 when the Democrats were just systematically, stealthily changing election law in the battleground states. And they just went missing or they sent hopeless lawyers um, and then continuing through that year, while Donald Trump is warning about about um, ballot harvesting, they just were afraid of being called racist because the Democrats managed to frame all this sort of, uh, you know, vote, uh, get out the vote stuff as some sort of a racial thing. Um, and And they just got spooked by that and no one wanted to touch it. And they don't have those lawyers who are willing to just battle to the death for them like the Democrats do. And they've also got uh, the media who is ready to destroy anybody who assists them. So yeah. what I, I'm just very hopeful, um, and you see it in some of these states where they have tightened up voter integrity, um, that, that this can't happen again. But I would not, you know, the, the Democrats will have some other dirty trick that they'll pull out. Um, before the midterms, who knows? Maybe another pandemic, maybe you know another COVID lockdown. Well, we do, um, we do know for, for for going to the point you're making here. Uh, right now, we're seeing the uptick in the uh, Omicron uh, variant, the latest, uh, and now we're getting prepared for a mass to return in New York City and a few other places around the country. Yeah. It looks like a uh, they're readying the battlefield, conditioning the battlefield for what is to come. So that yeah. may indeed, that uh, pandemic too may be in the offing uh, if the Dems have their way and they have so much power that they could very well have their way. But I agree with you. Uh, this is, I, I don't feel that we should be talking about 2020 in, the, in terms of reversing history. I think though we should be talking about it to understand why the, Demo the Republican Party didn't do more why there yes. wasn't greater animation on the part of every state house in the country to make certain that those local elections were uh, disciplined, orderly, and and not rigged at the very least. Uh, let me let me do this. I know that you're pressed for time here. I want to say how much fun it is to talk with you. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, uh, always. We always find something to to um, debate. 
we can do, and we can, and we have, and we both <laughs> have a good time debating, as we call it. Yeah, uh, exactly. On Bill Barr, how do you respond to the idea that he had an obligation to inform the public that he knew Joe Biden was lying? Um, about about the Russian disinformation. Um, maybe he should have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's one thing to put out John Ratcliffe, um, the DNI, uh, to say that the intelligence community says this is not true. Um, it would have had more impact if Bill Barr had stood up and said categorically that this is not true. Um, I agree with you. I don't. Uh, I feel like. I think Bill Barr's a good guy. I think it's very hard managing the DOJ. There's a lot of, uh, as we see, you know, swampy creatures in there. Um, and I think he was trying to keep a lid on it and trying to manage them. And he, he was demonized, um, to within an inch of his life as well. I mean, I, I remember just reading pieces about him in the New York Times, which was so off base and, and cruel and dishonest, um, traducing him like- early on. You mean like Trump had to suffer every day of his presidency? Exactly, exactly, exactly. You have a strong I mean, Trump, man and you have a weak man. Yeah, well, you have a man who's who's not. I mean, who is like Trump? I don't. I don't know that there's any other human being on the planet who can withstand the the you know the arrows of uh, of cruelty that he has, and not just that. It's not just the demonizing of him and the mocking of him and so on. It's also the legal warfare against his family and him. Um, you know, he had the, he had blood running down his arms from cuts and arrows and slings uh, that were perpetual, uh, that were incessant. Uh, throughout his presidency, before and after now his presidency, it, it's it's really something to behold the strength the man has demonstrated over what is now six years of that persecution. Uh, like we say, we can't restore him, but we sure as hell can at least speak the truth about what happened to him. And I exactly. appreciate you for doing so and doing so every day on the New York Post. Uh, and Miranda, I just want to say again, thank you. You get the last word. I'll shut up. Thank you, Lou. And um, it's always fantastic to talk to you. I love it. And I'm just going to end on an optimistic note, uh, not to be a Pollyanna, but I think that um, after November, uh, if let's hope the Republicans get back not just the House but the Senate, I think we're going to see um, the damage that uh, Joe Biden's been doing to the country arrested and we're going to see some accountability uh, and we are going to, I think, get the country started back on track. Um, and, and like, look, the most important thing I think at the moment is the border. We just have to have to close the border, have to stop this flood of this invasion that's happening at the moment. Uh, and so let's hope the Republicans can do something there. Well, Attorney General Ken Paxley and the Governor Greg Abbott taking the first steps to do so in the in the state of Texas. Uh, let's hope they get it done. Uh, Miranda, you always get it done. We appreciate you being with us here. Look forward to our next debate. Thanks Me so too. much, Miranda. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, Miranda Devine, and thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Tomorrow, our guest will be a historian who's made a lot of history of his own, Newt Gingrich will be joined by the former Speaker of the House, the outstanding author of the terrific new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. 
Newt's with us here on The Great America Show tomorrow. Please join us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.